Hey folks, uh, welcome again to uh, another podcast learning from sales compensation leaders. So Uncapped Insider is a podcast series dedicated to revealing the insights of seasoned professionals in sales compensation. Here we feature leaders with extensive experience in sales compensation, tracing their career journeys with the aim to gather invaluable advice for those who are in early stages of their career. Throughout our episodes, we'll investigate the strategies revelations and priceless experiences generously shared by these experts all with the ultimate goal of propelling your self compensation career to uncharted heights i'm your host siva the co-founder and ceo of everstage and i'm thrilled to have you join us on this enlightening journey super excited to have tatiana today uh, with us tatiana silverman uh, is currently the director of compensation and hris at uh, transportation insight she has over 15 years of experience uh, in uh, sales compensation um, i'd like uh, tatiana uh, you know share more about her journey so far and then we'll dig deeper from there all right well um thank you excited to be here um as you mentioned i um i am the director of compensation at your uh, transportation inside and nolan transportation group we're a third party logistics broker um a logistics provider company um a sales organization so i oversee both road based comp and uh, sales compensation as well as the hrs aspects um in the organization um happy to be here and share um about my journey in sales compensation um again i have like you mentioned i have over a decade experience in um accounting finance and compensation including sales compensation um happy to be here fantastic fantastic Tatiana uh, again great to have you uh, here on this podcast so maybe let's start off with a question on how you ended up in sales compensation right obviously none of us study sales compensation back in grad school so what was your journey into mm-hmm. sales compensation yeah i um i started economics and finance in school and then um my exposure to compensation actually started early uh, back in you know when i was doing my undergrad degree uh, in economics i was doing an internship and ended up at the in the compensation department at a larger telecom uh, company and that's when i kind of had an exposure to broad based comp they were going through a project of um uh, implementing the new job architecture, uh, going through the grading system, and so I've had to, I've had a chance to do some hands-on work on that end and learn about the general compensation function. Uh, but then, um, in grad school again, I had an opportunity to do another internship in compensation, and it just happened to be kind of coincidentally. I didn't really specifically look for uh, a job in in, in compensation back then but i ended up uh, in comp again uh, uh, and then i worked in accounting for a couple of years and then took another opportunity in sales finance um, and that's how i landed in sales compensation um, at, at another organization uh, sales compensation was a part of sales finance there and um, ended up on administrative side um, really working on commissions calculations sales credit allocation um, and that's how I learned of um, all the intricacies of sales compensation. And I felt feel like once you are in, uh, 
it's it's hard to get back to you know accounting or finance world it's it at least to me um it was so fascinating uh it's so different it it really encompasses all of the areas of the business all of the functions um and you get to work with so many people um so i i realized that i wanted to stay in sales compensation and you know grow my career there and so from there um you know i started specifically uh, moving towards my career progression in sales compensation. Fantastic. Um, and I see, uh, you know, some of those experiences, uh, Tatiana, were uh, potentially at companies like Siemens and Bank of America. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah, so I've, I've worked at the larger, um, you know, manufacturing companies, at the financial institutions. Um, and it, all in sales compensation um, and sales finance. Um, again, very different experiences, different industries, um, um, different processes, you know, public companies, private companies, um, like I said, industrial and financial services. Um, you know, then I had exposure to other, you know, smaller companies and their commission plans. Um, so throughout the journey, yes, um, and and it's it's great. You get to work with so many um, different plants. You build build your own portfolio of different projects in this um, in this field. Uh, and so now I'm in transportation, and it's a totally different um, sales compensation process here, uh, and I really enjoy it. I, I find it very interesting. And then sales compensation is such a dynamic um area it's it's so different even from you know the, the broad-based comp or the general total total rewards area sales compensation is changing rapidly and there's a constant change even if your plans are not changing year over year majorly there's still going to be a change here and there um and being on the admin side of it, you have to constantly keep up with it, but you also have a chance to see how these plans are influencing the, the bottom line of the organization and you know the behavior of reps. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting, but it also keeps you on your toes because you have to keep up with it. Um, it can be challenging sometimes, stressful, but it's, it's very interesting. For sure, for sure. And so, um, like going back to the days, uh, the early days when you started off, um, you know, mm -hmm. first time into uh, you know sales compensation. Uh, looking back, were there any things that helped you, you know, make that transition, you know, get deeper and you know become comfortable uh, being a sales mm -hmm. compensation analyst, uh, or for that matter, you know, solving for the entire organization's administration or uh, any of those specific challenges? Like, what did you do? Uh, uh, specifically to kind of make yourself accustomed to uh, the principles of sales compensation early on. Yeah, and, and I'm the type of person, if I if I start something, if I get into something that I haven't known previously, and or, if, you know, especially if it's interesting to me, I start digging deeper and trying to get as much information as possible and learn about it. So when I started in sales comp, when I realized really because the job was at that point my one of my first jobs in compensation was you know a financial analyst you wouldn't really know you know financial analyst can be an accountant and finance wherever and then you realize oh you ended up in comp you know in sales comp so and you start um working with 
all these terminologies, you know, quotas, ramps, all this unknown previously to me um, aspect. So I quickly started doing my research. I realized, you know, World at Work was one of the organizations that have um, lots of resources specifically dedicated to sales comp, you know, including the certification. That's when I realized, okay, I want to study for the certification. And um, I bought pretty much all of their uh, books and materials uh, related to sales comp, started studying. Uh, it really helped me to understand what was going on, you know, why things were done the way they were done, um, you know, and again, and, and again, you know, a lot with the, with the existing terminology. Um, and, and I think using those materials, and back then we didn't have an abundance of different resources as we have today, like I said, World at Work probably was the largest uh, repository of all of the sales compensation materials, um, but that really helped me um, in my journey. Got it. Perfect. And um, uh, as you started to, you know, obviously, uh, you know, learn about the intricacies of sales comp and rise up the, you know, ladder in sales composition. And now, obviously, you know, you're, you're one of the leaders in sales composition. Uh, so, you know, what were some of the pivotal moments uh, looking back uh, that you felt helped you make that move up the ladder? Uh, because we've seen, you know, several folks, uh, especially in sales composition, you know, they join in as an analyst and sometimes, you know, find it hard to move up uh, uh, in their career, right? So uh, any specific points back in your career that helped you, you know, make the move up, uh, you know, helped transition and really become a leader in sales composition? Um, yes, yeah, so I I think I was lucky enough to have very supportive leadership um, pretty much in all of the organizations where I've worked. Um, who helped me recognize, you know, they, they recognized my drive, they they supported in my aspirations. Um, I've known from the beginning that, you know, I, I wanted to get into that leadership position. Um, and so I grown um, my career towards that. But what I've done, like I really, like I said, I've dug deeper um, as soon as I stepped into the role like I wanted to know everything about you know all of the processes that I was doing uh, working on and how to improve them and I was working with multiple functional leaders and it's really about building that trust in the organization with all of the levels of leadership um, the trust and the internal knowledge um, and sometimes you know it may take people six months a year longer to get familiar with all of the processes and learn everything. I I did put in uh, quite a lot of hours upfront as soon as I start um, trying to understand everything, learn everything, learn about the nature of the business as well. Uh, but really to to set myself up to for success in the very beginning, like not wasting time um, in the very beginning. Um, and then I think that's that's a very good foundation. And then I think taking the certification actually helped me a lot as well. Not, not just having the certification, you know, stamped next to my name, but really um, studying for it. Um, it, it. It really opened up my mind and made me th think and look at different aspects of sales comp from a different perspective and understand what's happening and be able to provide advice to um, you know, to others in the organization who work in the same space, you know, or even in, you know, sales leadership. So I think this um, 
stress relief and health. Um, again, my uh, the pivotal moments in my career, um, I think predominantly is um, having that support from leadership who encouraged me to grow and take, you know, the roles, um, take leadership roles, even though you might feel like sometimes, oh, maybe I'm not ready for it, but you got to be ready for it. Um, you got to take that opportunity and um, make the best out of it. And I think that's what happened to me. That's fantastic to hear, Tatiana. And I, I, always, I, can, you know, I, I can also add that I've always wanted to build this dream team in sales comp that would help improve processes and, you know, have this, to be a sales comp admin too, you have to have a certain personality, I feel like, um, have to be compassionate, but you have to be patient, being able to, to withstand all of that stress, <laughs> but at the same time, keep your positive attitude um, and, and continue to look forward to, you know, improvements. Uh, but then also have to be able to work with other people, with a lot of people, different personalities. And so I realized from the beginning, like I want to build this perfect team that will be able to manage that function um, in the organization and, and support the organization uh, the right way. And um, having that aspiration really might also help me. Uh, and I think I'm on the right way right now <laughs> with that. Um, that aspirate. Fantastic. Um, so if you were to look back, Tatiana, would you say, um, you know, in some sense, you being uh, from a finance background help you uh, maybe scale up faster uh, from a career standpoint? Uh, did it play a role in terms of you being able to understand uh, the nuances of, uh, you know, how, uh, uh, you know, the calculations work or that matter, just accounting of some of the compensation uh, processes itself work and all of that right like so do you see you know people with a little bit of finance background uh you know could actually uh you know could have an accelerated career growth in sales compensation would you say that's uh true i i think so um and myself you know as an example i think it did help um i have a very good understanding of what's happening on you know in finance and accounting teams, you know, um, the I have an understanding of the the calculation process and you know what we need to do in terms of you know providing accruals, you know, to accounting, for example. So you have that sales compensation or compensation in general. It's kind of a, the blend of HR function and finance function. I think so having that financial background really helps and especially if you are working on any models, um, whether it's sales compensation or just incentive compensation, you have to work, you know, um, on calculations and, and modeling scenarios and then you have to look at the financial impact as well. So it absolutely helps. Um, and I think a person with finance background could, I think, succeed or or even kind of move up faster in this uh, in sales um, field than maybe having just an HR background. Um, so I, I definitely think it's a big help, a big plus. Um, and also having um, a good deal of maybe um, business analytics background, um, being familiar with different tools, um, not just you know Excel, but 
the BI tools is also helpful, especially lately, you know, we're all starting to utilize different uh, systems and tools to help us with calculations and modeling and whatnot. So um, obviously have, having that um, skill set is helpful, especially if you're starting as an analyst. Um, I've, I found, found that there's a lot of requirements, you know, for people to know, you know, maybe basic SQL or, you know, um, not just a being super comfortable with Excel formulas. So this is, this is something that's uh, very helpful as well in this space. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about analytics, right? Because I feel, uh, you know, if you are able to get in that uh, analytics skill set as well as mindset, where you're able mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, share a unique insight that comes out um, mm -hmm. because you're closer to data and, uh, you know, you share it with the leadership, then you immediately get a seat at the table uh, because you possess something that uh, is valuable to the organization. Uh, is that something that happened uh, during your uh, career? And if there's any specific example that you would like to quote, would love to learn, hear about yeah, this as well. Absolutely. Um, again, being on admin side, we possess all of the data that uh, sometimes is not, not, I wouldn't say not visible, but people may not even um, realize to pay attention to it. But you have all the payouts and achievements data, all that historical data, and you can deeper into the detail, you know, of various components of the plan um, that you calculate on. And so you can draw so many insights, um, whereas, you know, sales leadership might be looking at a certain aspect, you know, finance is looking at, at their own PLs. let's say, they don't care much about those details. But when you start thinking about, um, let's say, plan changes, or you're evaluating your plans, the sales leadership may be evaluating it from their perspective. Um, finance, again, from their financial perspective, but you got to put it all together. And then the sales team, the administrators can be the keeper of very important data. And then if you have the ability to um, present the data, maybe visualize it somehow um, to draw this valuable insights, it becomes very helpful and pivotal sometimes in the planning process. For example, um, we've had a situation where, um, you know, I've, I've had a situation in my career where we would think about, okay, let's change the plan. We have to change the plan. It's, it's you know, it, it's not working. It's too complex. But it turns out that the problem is not a plan itself. Um, you know, it's it's one aspect of the plan that can be changed without going through the entire overhaul of the plan and you know causing this distress in the organization whereas you can just fix one aspect of the plan that was uh, that, that we could isolate doing this analysis on our end with the data that we have that could change the the um reps behavior that could change you know if the the plan performance itself uh because just having you know sales leadership here's one feedback um, again, finance has their own um, components in mind that they would like to change. But then again, having this data, like we we realized that the plan was not a problem, the problem, and then the, the reps are not really complaining about all of this aspect that sales leadership are trying to change. Um, because what would ended up, uh, we would end up ha having again is the same issues with 
now newer plan uh, with its own complexities, but not addressing the underlying problem that we had. Um, you know, and it was like the, the time frame of various deals that we were given credit for. But all that data um, sits with compensation team, administration team. And then another aspect is that sales comp admins do interact with sales reps on a daily basis a lot, with sales reps, with sales leadership, and all that feedback can be gathered and turned into valuable insights as well, and it should be, I think. So I think it's very important to include the admins in the planning process. Um, and for the admins to possess that um, skill to be able to present the, the data that they have, um, in a consumable fashion, then it's very important as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think you brought out two aspects, right? One is being able to analyze the data, but also analyze with the context and the context that you get from, you know, speaking to uh, people in uh, on the ground, people in sales leadership. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a different perspective coming from finance leadership. And then finally, being able to package all of this data and present it in a way that it's consumable. I think all of mm -hmm. those are going to be you know, huge levers uh, for career growth uh, as a sales comp uh, administrator. Um, I think you also brought out an interesting point here, which is, you know, cross-functional collaboration and, you know, being able to, you know, understand the perspective of different functions, right? Um, because I think you also mentioned, I believe, empathy uh, and just, you know, having that uh, perspective of what a sales rep is going through or the sales manager is going through. Uh, how much of that was important in uh, your growth uh, towards leadership and sales comp? Well, and, and that's again, uh, building the relationship with um, the, the sales leadership is important because not only you would understand um, their perspective, but you also have to work with them closely on, you know, sales credit allocations and explaining the plan to them um, and it's just being all on the same page and aligned when you're doing the calculations so you don't have all this um, you know bumping heads all the time with the reps that who who think that you should be calculating differently so making sure that you know everybody understands the plan and um, again if there are any exceptions if there you know if there is a certain way of of the sales credit allocation that's happening in a business, you, you as a sales comp admin need to know about it. And I think the best place to learn about it is collaborating both with sales leadership and with um, finance to make sure that you're all aligned. Uh, and you're kind of that person in the middle who um, who guards the process, who documents the process, and you know who works with the data and um, makes the final calculations happen um, but it is very important to to work with them and again build your build the trust in organization so that they can trust in the sales comp administration function um, because it's it, it's very frustrating when um, there is no trust um, with your sales comp admins and when people are constantly thinking that you know you're your commissions are being calculated wrong, you know, or the company's trying to take advantage of you. And, um, you know, you're lacking the visibility into what's happening or you don't understand the plan. It can be frustrating. It can lead to, um, you know, turnover in the company. And so we surely don't want that. And so it's very, very important to keep that relationship um, and 
clarity and transparency um, in the organization. Sure. Um, so uh, what are the latest trends that you're seeing, Tatiana, in, in sales compensation uh, and like maybe challenges or new age approaches that you're seeing, especially uh, I, I believe you also now recently started uh, uh, advisory solutions uh, for sales compensation with the DRG group. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, what are what are you seeing uh, in the sales comp field? Uh, you know, new age approaches that you've really been uh, uh, looking at, and also probably would suggest others to also explore. Yeah, um, thank you for bringing this up. Uh, yes, I've I've witnessed. I think that sales compensation um, has been evolving and uh, evolving in a sense. There's so many. Uh, tools and new approaches and materials that I haven't seen before. Like I said, when I first started, I've, you know, I've, I've read the books and published materials from, you know, World at Work. But now, um, you know, you have your own community and kept community. Uh, There are some other communities that I am a part of. Uh, It's just a very good way to pick up um, some information, some case studies from other organizations and learn how things are being done, even industry-specific resources. Uh, for example, in, in um, trade brokerage industry, there is an organization called Transportation Intermediaries Association, and they have good resources for incentive compensation, specifically for freight brokers. I would definitely recommend um, some publications um, from Beth Carroll, uh, she's um, a sales comp expert in freight brokerage, um, and she has a wonderful book um, on compensation. So that's one thing. Um, I try to stay on top of the industry events and collaborate with uh, the peers from the in- industry. Uh, there's conferences, of course, is a great way to learn of what's what's happening um, in sales compensation. You know, new approaches to quota setting, for example, uh, new models. Um, but another thing is we're all talk about AI and different, um, uh, tools available for us these days, um, be it, you know, a quota set and approach or scenario modeling or just commission administration. There is an abundance of different systems these days that when I first started again, we've probably had a couple of systems in the market and me, I started using you know, the access tool back then and like Excel. And so, um, and I've heard stories from other co-workers who started way back in the day in sales compensation. And, you know, they were using, they were faxing adjustments to uh, each other. So it it was, it's, we've come a long way. And so it's, it's, it's really great to see um, all those wonderful tools um, and being able to use them. Um, is such a blessing to it. It really helps to streamline the comp administration process, um, really eliminate the the number of errors, um, and it's it's just it's just great. Um, so I would definitely encourage to stay on top of the um, again what's happening in the technology world and the AI world, and um, just in general, of course, not to forget the theory and uh, looking at some classic. Uh, books, I guess, on sales compensation. It's very helpful. But yeah, staying on top of the um, trends, um, what really helps me is the industry events, I think, and just the curiosity and 
and looking at what's happening on the technology side as well. Perfect, Tatiana. Um, so what, what uh, if you were to give, uh, you know, some final advice or takeaways for young professionals listening to this podcast, you know, uh, what would those be, you know, as they're starting their careers in sales composition? Like if you were to say, hey, three things that we need to do to be able to stay on top and then rise, um, you know, faster in your career, what would those be? I'd say definitely stay focused. And if you um, if you enjoy what you're doing, as sales compensation can be stressful, but it can be also very rewarding, which one aspect that I really like, like I said, yes, you do get to work with people with different personalities, but you also get to see the result of your work really quickly. And um, you not only um, on... On organization level, right? You can see how the plans are performing, you know, um, how the reps are behaving, but you also directly impact in people's um, lives. And so it's it's very important um, to, like I said, have the right personality. And so make sure this is the the field where you would like to stay, and then stay focused, keep learning um, the new new tools keep learning about you know the use cases and um just to see how you can make a difference in this space i think it's it would it would be something that could help grow um see what you could do to improve uh, processes in your organization um you know there's always room for improvement from my experience everywhere where i worked even if it's somewhat automated you know, the processes, there's always room for improvement. And so to see how you can help. Um, and again, staying focused and helping your organization, building those relationships with your leadership, not just your direct, direct leadership, but working cross-functionally with other leaders would be super helpful. Um, again, sales compensation touches upon multiple areas. It's never isolated. You would definitely have to work with everyone from finance and accounting down to operations um, and you would get to learn all of the aspects of the business it's the beauty of it it's the challenge of it too but if you're up for a challenge you can definitely succeed and uh, another thing i would say if you are working even if you're working on plan administration not necessarily on plan design side it's very helpful to go out in the field and see how the sales reps are working to understand what's happening, um, why are they doing things the way they are doing them? Because in my, I have a specific example where, you know, we're, we're having an issue and we're trying to tweak the plan to, you know, um, change the behavior of the reps, but then we don't realize why it's happening. And when you go out in the field and you sit down with the reps and you see the way they're doing things, you realize that perhaps it's not even the behavior of the reps, but you could just simply create a tool for them to help them manage this process. And it's going to improve, um, you know, it's going to improve their performance and the way they're quoting, for example, um, just by making a few adjustments on the way they're doing things versus, you know, trying to penalize them through the plan plan changes, which can lead to, again, um, misunderstanding, turnover, um, all of these negative aspects versus just improving the behavior. Um, but when you try to work with them together and you try to understand what's happening, then you definitely can come up with a better solution. So that's another thing. Um, 
spending some time with reps, understanding how they work really helps you to um, improve um, in your own work, I think. That's fantastic advice. Uh, thanks, Tatiana. Uh, where can our audience connect with you and learn more about your work? Uh, well, of course, we can always connect on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, and um, uh, I do have the advisory services organization and sales compensation space. Uh, it's called drggroup.net. That's our website. Um, we are going to be posting more content there uh, on sales compensation, uh, really more um, of a blog format uh, with different articles, but that's another place where we could connect. Um, so yes, I'm always happy to chat compensation um, or anything else. So just look me up. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks again, Tatiana. I think, uh, you know, uh, thanks for sharing a lot of context about your journey uh, into sales competition, how you entered there, you know, what's helped you, you know, rise up in your career and also, you know, all of the golden advice that you uh, just shared with, uh, uh, you know, for folks who are just starting up in sales competition. So truly appreciate, you know, you sharing your context uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sure this was very, very valuable for our audience. So thanks again. Um, yeah. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of this insightful episode of Uncapped Insider. Big thanks to Tatiana for sharing her experiences and valuable insights. I really enjoyed this conversation. So, remember to check out Uncapped, your exclusive community for sales compensation professionals, brought you by Everstage. I'm your host, Sava, signing off.